Hello and welcome to the Latter-day Ladies Podcast. I am your host, Jenny Moss. This is where we discuss how to live in this crazy Latter-day world and stay on the covenant path. I talk a little bit in my book um, about how we're socialized and I've, I, mm-hmm. how we're socialized. And I'll, I, I just have to tell you, I have this two and a half year old granddaughter that is truly the cutest thing in the world. I mean, she <laughs> really is. She's got a delightful personality, everything. Um, However, I am working super, super hard not to say, oh, you're so cute, and talk about her cute little outfits and her hair and everything that's going on because she really is. I'm just, you can tell I'm I'm a a proud grandmother, but I am trying with my words. Yes. Because not just members of church, but in general, we talk about looks to our little daughters from the time they're a little. Um, And sometimes with boys, but not nearly. But what happens is, is they, the more we grow up, we continue to hear messages about how important our bodies and our external looks are. And it's important to exercise and do those things. Uh, And so our outside bodies are, are important in many ways to keep fit and functioning so that we can do the work that we need to do as mothers and and mothering and and everything but I'll tell you um it's an epidemic it's an epidemic in terms of social media and looks and body image and so forth we've got to figure out how to work with girls and young women and women in the church on that core identity piece not on yeah looks i i'm very opinionated about that i love you know your what? story jenny we we are the same we are the same in in our house i i've noticed a shift come away from um because my daughter is redheaded she is adorable she is adorable <laughs> but she is so much more than her adorable yes. exterior she's smart she's brave she's how old is she kind she's four oh. and like I had uh, my back went out a couple weeks ago and she's coming in and bringing me a heating pad and bringing me water and like I'm like you are a four-year-old little girl how do you know how to do this and so I told her I and today when we were walking out of the store I said honey you know that I love you. And she's like, yeah, I know you love me. And I said, I love you when you, when you are you, I love you because of who you are, yes. because of the choices you make, because oh. of the actions that you do, like you are just goodness. And she's like, but sometimes they make bad choices. I was like, guess what? Good people sometimes make bad choices. That's why we have Jesus. <laughs> and <laughs> and what I just a think good that, conversation. Oh, that sounds delightful. I honestly uh, was so inspired though by that section where you talked about talking to our children in both ways and not just focusing on, oh, good job on your test. Oh, that's and the mindset chapter. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, the yes, growth yes. mindset. So good, mindset. so good. Yes, yeah. I loved that. And and I all to all of the listeners, like please, please, please focus on that section, not only for yourself, but for the children around you, because I, I have seen just in the last two weeks of reading this book, <laughs> my children have really reacted well to the way that I've been speaking and the shifts that I've been making. And I'm so excited that 
I'm this is so in here. glad. I'm so glad. And I wanted to mention as well, I was, we were hoping to have them both, both to launch at the same time, but this book just launched a few, well, maybe three or four weeks ago. Um, and I called this the guide. So the, the mm. subheading is a guide for teen and young adult women on preparing to lead. But I also put together a workbook and that'll be out in January. And it really goes chapter by chapter and just has some, and I have some other uh, workshop worksheets on my website. Um, and you can get to my website even at susanrmadson.com or a future only God can see for you.com either. But uh, just wanted to have some actual activities that young women yeah. leaders could use that that parents can use that we or we can just use we can sit down and read a chapter and have some reflection. And, and so I, I tried to put you, some fun. You talk about reflection. And yeah, you, you talk yeah. about how vital it is to have that reflection. Will you talk a little bit about that to us? Absolutely. That's actually in the same chapter. It's called Mindsets. Mm-hmm. And I have four different pieces in that chapter. And I, I pulled them all together. The growth mindset, fixed mindset, many of the listeners probably have heard those terms. I would recommend reading the actual, my book, but then the, the book Mindset. However, I have two other mindset kinds of things in that. One, you didn't mention this, but I do think it's important. And that is having a forgiveness mindset. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So and, good. Yeah, a forgiveness. And then what you're talking about, Jenny, is a reflective mindset. And actually, there's so much research behind this that we teach ourselves to reflect, but we raise daughters and and sons for that matter to be more reflective because it's not and and this throws people off when i say this but listen to my whole logic (laughs) it's not experiences that teach you it's reflection on the experiences that teach you so two people could have the same hard experience and one could just block it out and not reflect you don't get the learnings from that Mm-hmm. And most of our, quote, learning experiences are hard things. So yeah. I'm like, if we're going to go through hard things, why not reflect and get learning from them? Yeah. So, but, but you really have to think. I, have, I quote, uh, have a quote in there that talks about we need to think about them, analyze them, reflect on them to really connect with the learning so we can be, we can get the learning so we can let experiences we can use experiences rather than mm-hmm. being used to buy them. Yeah. Um, it's like being, it's like acting and not being acted upon. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, we can't control a lot of our lives, but we can, you can, you know, I don't like to use the control too much, but we can guide, we can facilitate, we can, we have a lot of choices. We have a yes. lot. Sometimes people say, Oh, I have to make this choice or this choice. And I always back people up. And I said, actually, you have hundreds of options for anything. If you really back up, if you reflect, and um, you, we just have so many choices as women. We really, really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and I loved when you talked about all of the role. Like, you were just giving examples, but you were giving a very 
full view of different roles that we have within the gospel. And you you shared this. You said, quote, Sherry Do believes that women get more leadership opportunities in the church than any other religion around the world. In her book, Women in the Priesthood, she noted many ways that we sisters lead. We pray, we preach, expound, direct, teach, preside, serve, and oversee. Women also serve on councils and officiate in priesthood ordinances for the women in the temple, end quote. And then you shared this quote directly afterwards by Wendy Ulrich. Quote, the teachings of the modern apostles and prophets clarify that women serve in the church today, both with both uh, with both priesthood authority and priesthood power, end quote. So what about um, those two quotes? What makes you feel empowered by those words? Like what, what things has that helped you be able to do showing up in your callings? Well, I, I really love both of those because a lot of times people don't think that we have leadership opportunities, but praying mm. and teaching, I mean, teaching is leadership and, and, you know, obviously the regular leader, quote, leadership callings and release society primary, we do have a lot of opportunities to lead. I did want to also, I'm going to move past kind of your question because yeah. one of the things I really emphasize and with our shortened, you know, how, how church is now shortened, mm-hmm. there's actually less callings in some ways or callings that don't take quite as much time. We are now more than ever before really encouraged to get into the communities and to do and even to run I have a piece coming out in BYU studies uh, I think next month um, on women in government and the quotes that women need to lean in and run for public office Um, not everybody but we need to support each other in doing that but uh, leadership opportunities in the community to do humanitarian things to to sit on planning councils for committees planning commissions for for committees Um, in in our workplaces we have opportunities to lead so so many opportunities to be prepared for now so that we can say yes and and decide how we might serve. So I really, I, I have a specific chapter on, I can't, and let's see what it was called. Um, oh, leadership opportunities around us to try and help us see, yes, in the church, those are critical opportunities, but in the community, in politics, in the, you know, workforce, in, in schools, you know, uh, yes. stepping forward. Um, so what, what we don't, want us to overwhelm women who are busy already but but with things but uh you know we're not as women um oh i i just thought of one other thing i wanted to say i know no we're probably getting to the end what do we feel called to do by god yes okay that was my next oh is it okay we're on uh we're we're on track then So what do we, I think that is so important. So I've done so much research and read research on why and how women lean in to lead, not necessarily in the Mm -hmm. church, you know, but, but it applies. And 30 to 40% more than men, women, if they feel called. And for us, for some, you know, I talked to people who are not religious. It can be non-religious, but for us and members of the church of Jesus Christ, that's a calling from God. And we yeah. are called to mother. That is important. Yeah. And 
we are called to do other things as well. So just thinking mm-hmm. we have one calling and being prepared for that call. But when we feel called to do something, if we, we have to ask, right? We have to yeah. wrestle to figure that out. If we feel that purpose and calling, we are a force. We can lean in. We can do things and use our voice that, that uh, you know, that are so important in any of these settings that I've talked about. And we cannot judge each other. Jenny, I, can, I should not be judging you. You should not be judging me for my choices because yes. I don't know. Jenny, what's in your patriarchal blessing? I don't know what revelation Heavenly Father is giving to you. I just need to love you and support you and, and try and, and not judge you because we don't know each other's callings. We really yeah. don't. Well, and you talked in the book about how you felt called to write this book. And it's funny because this may sound strange, but this year I felt called to make friends, to gather people in the community. And so every single time I go to the park, I find someone and I become their friend. And I'm not joking when I say this has brought some of the most incredible people into my life and has helped bring people into like our, our circle. And we just recently moved here in, um, in February, but I feel like I have more like depth and friendships quicker here than ever before in my life. That's amazing. Yeah. You really can, um, you know, but, but it was conscious. You really can do that, but you made that, you know, and I'm sure you were prayerful about that and felt inspired to do that. But then you put that effort. I love it. I love that. And it was definitely, there were times where it was uncomfortable where I could have been like, you know what, I can just sit here and watch my kids play and not have to uh, interact with someone for five minutes, you know, but I feel like Heavenly Father asks us to do things. And often those things involve some sort of sacrifice, but in the end, the blessings that come are so much more vast than anything that we've sacrificed. So I feel like we're coming out on top. That is so true. And you know, because you've just read my book recently that I do talk about being uncomfortable and how that is the room. So some women say to me, especially women more than men, we do like to stay in our comfort zone. And they're like, well, I'm uncomfortable with my students. I'm like, I smile when they say that. I'm Mm -hmm. like, that is great. And they're looking at me and I'm like, no, that is where the room for growth, that is a yeah, That is an amazing place. When you can get yourself to be uncomfortable, then that means you have amazing opportunities to grow because of that. Being uncomfortable doesn't mean we shouldn't do things. Um, but I love it. I bet, you've, I bet you're um, better at that. I bet you've come up with strategies, even if you're uncomfortable, to yes. how do you converse, you know, yeah. with them or bring topics well, up. Or And honestly, it's helped me understand, too, that it wasn't that they just needed friends. I needed friends, too. My husband's gone, you know? I needed people to show up for me. And guess what? They have times a million, you know? They've, they've shown up over and over. And so I think Heavenly Father, like you talk about in the book, so much about preparation. You And oh, there's there's one thing that you said that I'm obsessed with. You said, if you are not prepared, you will not be asked. And yeah. I just love that because yeah. if we take that time, if we allow ourselves to be prepared, if we allow ourselves to be led by God to know what we need to be prepared for, we can be asked to do incredible things. Yeah. Just I, amazing things. 
I love that. I had, um, I've been a loud voice in the state of Utah for, for well over a decade on women going back to college and graduating. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I remember doing some firesides. Um, and I remember specifically a number of women who came up after and, and said, I've always been sad I didn't finish college, but I felt like it was, um, it was selfish. To go back and finish college. They said it was selfish. And so I would never made it back to college. And I, oh my gosh, I just hugged them and said, no, when you go back and finish college, when you go to graduate school, or when you learn in so many other ways, there's many, many ways to learn, right? You are doing, preparing to do God's work. You're preparing Mm -hmm. to be a better mother. You're preparing to do whatever you feel called to do in life even better. So it's interesting. I've heard that from many women that, that they feel like this preparation is selfish, it's not selfish. No. It isn't to prepare yourself for that future only God can see for you. But, you know, God, I'm following what God needs me to do. And I really yeah. think that that is, and I hope, hopefully it came out in the book. That with everything we do, we need to be prayerful. We need to receive revelation. And no matter what people are doing around us and might judge us, isn't the most important thing to ever do is to make God happy. To 100%. Do the whole, you know, and, and so our life may not look like our neighbors or someone else in our ward. And I, I struggled that through the year, with that through the years because my life is much different than I thought or planned. <laughs> but what I knew is, even though I didn't know what I would be doing today at age 15 or 20 or even 30, when you look back when you're a little bit older like me, quite a bit older than you, um, and, and know that through judgments or through sacrifice or whatever, I did what God needed me to do, then there's just this peace in my heart that I'm glad I ended up doing what I did so that I could prepare for that future that I, I just knew I was supposed to prepare for something. Didn't know what it was. Didn't know I'd be a writer and all these things. But uh, it, it just brings peace to me. And I, I just really, really recommend to everyone listening in to make that individual, uh, your identity, your purpose, all mm-hmm. of those things between you and the Lord. Uh, That is the most important thing and find that peace and find that energy, find that excitement. And maybe you just see one step ahead and that's okay. You Mm -hmm. just do that step and then you can see the next step and you're nodding, Jenny. You get that, right? I'm saying, well, my favorite is one step enough for me, you know, lead kindly light. That is, that, that's been our life for years, years and years. We've made a lot of moves going to different jobs, trying to get this dream job for my husband. And it's been a little wacky and a little hard, (laughs) but you know, I, I look back now and I see all the different doctors that I needed to meet and I see all the people yeah. I needed to meet. And um, it is truly incredible to see someone who has listened and leaned into what God asked them to do. And now, like, regardless of you've done it's so many other things, but this book alone is life-changing. This is life-altering oh, to whomever's you. hands it will go into. So I am just 
so incredibly excited. Thank you. I have no doubt that this is going to have a ripple effect among so many people. And I'm just excited to uh, have a good, I told you so later. (laughs) I told you it's going to be a big one. I mean, it truly was, I I cannot wait to start it again because. Oh, that's so wonderful. Thank you so much. So, so inspiring. And thank you so much for sharing part of your journey with us. Thank you for accepting the call to be a voice of truth. Because um, from whatever angle you're coming at truth, if you are speaking to truth, you're speaking God. You're speaking what he needs us to say. You're speaking and you're bringing people closer to Jesus Christ. That's just what truth does. So thank you for that. Thank you so much. I, I do feel like, bottom line, I feel like as we move, as the church moves forward, as we move forward in life, we must have every girl and every boy and every sister and every brother prepared to lead. That's what we need to do to really be the force that the Lord needs to move forward his gospel, his truth, um, and his plan. Yes. The gathering of Israel is happening now. It's starting. It started. We're in it. We got it. We got to jump on board. Yes. Thank you so much. And thank you for being a leader and an example. We love you. I'm sure everybody who's listening is so excited right now and can't wait to get their hands on this book. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Good to meet you. Have a great day. Good to meet you too. Bye.